Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com. Definitely check out that community. Such a great space. We just are celebrating getting over the hump of 500 resources on the site for teachers to truly support student growth, student development, student-like exploration, inquiry-based. So much going on there with engagement strategies that are student-centered and feedback-focused. So, you know, I admit I'm proud. I'm proud of that uh, achievement, and I'd love for you guys to check it out. It is a great space and place. If you are part of the community, again, Huge thank you for being part of the community and supporting John and I's work to build this community, to help change education together, because you using and implementing these strategies in your classroom is unbelievable. So thank you. All right. In this particular episode, we are going to take a brief look at setting up for a sub, as you saw in the title of the podcast. This is something that we all do, and I think there are sort of two ways you you sort of two routes that you set up for a sub there is the i'm sick and oh my god i can barely think what do i do uh and then there is the planned sub like maybe you're going to a conference maybe you have a wedding you're attending or something and you took those days off whatever the case may be uh there's kind of the pre-planned and they're the oh no uh, I got to do this today. Uh, and I think both can be answered in a very similar style. And I thought I'd just take a moment on this to, you know, sort of give some advice and tips and tricks to setting up for a sub. So with that said, uh, I, as always, want to hear from you guys and your thoughts on how you set up for a sub. And if you find this advice sort of helpful, uh, as always, you can use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast. And you can also tag me at Mr. Matera. I would love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode. All right. So what I kind of want to say is, for, I mean, first, what can you even do? Right. There's that, there's that immediate question because our classes are sort of able to run themselves in one hand. We build so many systems in, but it's a little bit like the middle school band and orchestra, like yeah, every kid knows what to do, but man, does it run a lot smoother with the conductor there. And there is a little bit like, oof, what can I even do without the conductor? Uh, so once you get over that hump and decide that you can do some stuff, right? If we set aside the the movie day, the project work day, those are always options. You could, you could do that. But I, I was trying to look for an idea that could get us, I don't know, doing more right? Like actually advancing our lessons and our curriculum and maybe doing something pretty epic. So with that said, uh, I landed on this idea that for the, for either route, I think the right answer going back to the top of the hour here are some EMC two resources. (laughs) And here's my pitch. Here's my thing. All of our EMC two resources really ask students to think about themselves and the content in a different way. And they're all content agnostic. They're written in a way in which it doesn't perfectly like pair. It doesn't say like you are Julius Caesar for my unit, right? It just says, you know, 
looking through this unit's material, like blah, 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 pretend this, do that. And with that said, I want you to maybe think about pre-planning two or three sub-lesson plans uh, for your classroom. I will admit I'm sort of thinking in the mindset of a middle school and high school teacher where you only have maybe one or two classes. Uh, For the lower school teachers or elementary teachers that have, uh, you know, teach all five subjects, you could still do this. It's just going to necessitate a little more work. But, uh, but let's let's move forward with sort of the middle school and high school mindset. Uh, I kind of want you to like find th- th- three resources you like, build lessons around them, and and continue to write them in the same style that we write them. Right, write your lesson plan. You know, in the current using the current unit, using the things we've read so far. Uh, this way, you could while you're in full capacity, you know, on a weekend or whatever. Build these three lessons and have them queued up, ready to go. Have them written up, you know, and now it's kind of plug and play. Now you you leave for a day and you could look at your three lessons and say like, oh, like with what we're reading, I, I think this one would work really well. Looking on, on the site, there's lots that you could do. For example, uh, there's Playlist Playground. This one, they build kind of almost a Spotify playlist. Uh, and they think about songs that they know, songs they like, whatever, and how would it pair to the content, and why would it be in this playlist? What do you even name the playlist, right? It ends up being quite a bit of work. In fact, this could be a project (laughs) if you wanted, but for your sub day, you could tell them just to kind of get through as much as they can, and you're excited to listen to their playlist playgrounds, and Of course, you don't actually listen to them. It's just uh, a list of songs. But it really asks them to pair that content to uh, your current unit. And it could all be set and ready to go. Uh, Another category that I kind of wanted to point you to is the alternative assessment category. So if you click in there, there's all sorts of things in here. But The one I really want to point you to is the real-life replicas or the toys and game templates. Real-life replicas and toys and games are very similar. In fact, John and I debated, like, should they just be merged? Uh, Because the toys and games templates are real-life replicas. (laughs) And both these categories, what they're doing is having you take something that seems very real. So... uh, like the Netflix template where they're building a Netflix channel to the Airbnb template. They're building those. I wouldn't use those two. Those are bigger. Those are like, use those for projects. Like those are great project substitutions. But in let's say the toys and games template, there are all sorts of things that are kind of replicas of video games, action figures, this kind of thing. And I love like there's a retro game one right so it's a bunch of nintendo like old school nes nintendo game boxes but really like creative looking simple and they would for let's take that retro game one they would design uh, a game around your content and i they don't actually have to work out the kinks of the game they're working out kind of the marketing of the game so what would it what would it be like what would great gatsby 
video game be like? What would the cover art be? What would be the, on the back of the box, you know, they have two, three images, you know, what two, three images, what scenes would you want to show, right? When you think about Lego Star Wars as the video game, which is a real deal thing for you that don't know, they show on the back of the box some of the most iconic scenes, right? And you get to play, you know, at the Battle of Hoth. You get to fly around and wrap around that big ATA walker and have it crash to the ground. Like, oh man, you get to do that in this video game. Same thing. Now, if you were in the Great Gatsby, you're in ancient Rome, in our content, celebrating our content, what scenes would you want to be in? How would you write those scenes up? What would you put? What would the text be below it? What kind of game is it? You know, old school Nintendo boxes had these little icons on the front to tell you that it was an educational game, that it was a game that used the light gun or, you know, a co-op game or an adventure, right? So what icon would you put there that's going to definitely tell me, the teacher, like what kind of game you're building? These, this is fun. It looks good, easy to use. And again, content agnostic. Let's say I build that right now and I type up the sub plans that we are going to do the retro game rumble. Uh, and I type all that up. I tell them what their role is as the sub. You know, you're going to bop around and help kids, you know, find some images, help kids, you know, push them on, you know, some of their write ups in some of the boxes, get them to try to creatively sort of change each and every aspect of the template. You write all that up. And now think about it. I need a sub in the middle of my Mesopotamia unit. This would work. I don't need a sub all the way till my Greece unit. This would work. We get all the way to the medieval unit. This would work, right? Because they're still. It's, it doesn't matter the content, yet they are pouring the content in, lathering up this as if, as if the EMC2 template there, uh, the activity for the retro rumble game design was a stack of pancakes and the contents, the syrup, man, and they're just pouring it in and over all of this activity. Definitely like kids Kids get into this. It's so interesting for them to sort of play with that content in a space. You're like merging two worlds they love, video games and your content. Uh, so I definitely strongly suggest you you find two, three activities you like. Type them up. Already think about the delivery of it, right? So that students can do it. Now there's my next part. If you have to distribute this to students and you want to build it ahead of time, you can't really add it to your Google Classroom yet because you're not sick yet. So what I would do is I would actually build a presentation, build a you know substitute presentation. And there you can already kind of write up for the kids. So it's you writing to the kids. You're going to do Playlist Playground. You're going to do the sort of retro uh, video game sort of showdown there and you're going to type that up and you're going to maybe make it look nice put a little background on there uh, and you will have the resource right so you've downloaded our resource and then already link that resource in your presentation so that you can have the kids now copy that resource from that slide not from google classroom but from that slide so 
now when you're sick, you already have like, boom, pop up the presentation. Uh, the sub feels like the sub plans are easier because you can almost tell them just have the students read through the EMC two activity together, project it up on the board. Um, my subs love it because the EMC two resource has the write up, has the directions right there for them, and they just sort of go through it. It's super awesome. So if you have time, definitely build out your sub plans ahead of time uh, and and challenge yourself to truly make that sub day a great day with, uh, I don't know, with an actual activity that's pushing forward content. My subs love it. Uh, whole nother topic, but uh, I could talk a lot about subs. But I also think it's cool. I call my subs traveling sages. Uh, and I build that into my game. So those of you that are doing bigger, larger games, think about that. Think about how you can write the storyline around your sub. My sub has three items that they're the only ones that they can give out that item. And they, they don't actually physically give it out. It's if they write your name down in the positive on the notes. And I, t- I coach the sub up on this and they love it. I love it. My students love it. It's kind of it's fun to see. Uh, and it adds a little bit of excitement to that whole world. All right, everybody. Talk about subs. I got to get out of here and start my day. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great day. Play on.